This podcast is brought to you by Bethany Trinity Presbyterian Church. Thanks for listening. We'll be reading Galatians chapter 2, uh, verses 11 to 21 today. Uh, I'll give us a moment to grab our Bibles, or you can also follow the passage on the screen. So Galatians chapter 2, verse 11. When Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face, because he stood condemned. For before certain men came from James, he was eating with the Gentiles. But when they came, back, when they came, he drew back and separated himself, fearing the circumcision party. And the rest of the Jews acted hypocritically along with him, so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that their conduct was not in step with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas before them all, If you, though a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you force the Gentiles to live like Jews? We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet, we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have belief in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. But if, in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too were found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law, I died to the law, so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. This is the word of the Lord. Uh, Pastor Nicholas will now teach us God's word. Hi, everyone. So uh, please keep your Bibles open uh, as we look at God's Word. Uh, let me pray for us. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, please prepare our hearts to God to hear uh, no voice uh, but yours. Please help us to focus uh, and please uh, uh, yeah, remove uh, distractions from us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Friends, uh, can you separate a scam from a good deal. Okay, so a few years back, uh, I saw I saw this uh, Blu-ray DVD drive. It normally costs about $150 back then, but that day it was on sale for just $20. And it had one five-star review. Okay, so scam or good news. If you on the count of three, if you think it's a scam, give me a thumbs down. If you think it's good news, give me a thumbs up. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Okay, thank you. Thank you for responding. Okay, some of us gave you gave me a, a thumbs down, some gave thumbs up. The answer is it is a scam. You see, you don't even see the word Blu-ray on it. And and this and this uh this DVD doesn't it doesn't even work 
for normal DVDs, it doesn't even work. I tried plugging my computer, it doesn't work. And the company just said, uh, sorry, they asked me to send the thing back to China, but yeah, it's too expensive to send it back to China. So sometimes when the deal is too good to be true, it's a scam. Like if someone sells you a limited edition, a pair of shoes for big discount, or someone says you want a lucky draw, but you don't remember ever signing for the lucky draw. When you pay that transfer fee to get the price. Now we don't like to be scammed. When we, when we get scammed, uh, it costs us. Uh, like this uh, 90 year old lady, let me sh share this with you. This 90 year old lady was scammed out of $42 million. Now it costs us when we are scammed out of money, but it costs us even more when we are scammed about the things of God. We, st we stand to lose much more important things than just money. We stand to lose our souls. We stand to lose eternity. So we want to be sure that we are saved. Today we are starting our series in the book of Galatians with an overview uh, from chapters 1 to 6. Today I want to show you uh, that you have been saved by faith alone. This is no scam. This is the good news. The book of Galatians, this is Paul's uh, scam alert. So the Galatia is one of the places that Paul preached uh, the good news, which are Paul preaching. So the good news is this, that all of us are rebels against God. And God must judge us for rebellion. But God saved us through Jesus. So Jesus died on the cross to take our punishment for our rebellion. And if, and if you receive that, God announces, God declares that you are righteous, as if you haven't sinned, as if you haven't rebelled. So the only way to be declared righteous is to trust Jesus to save you, to rely on Jesus to take your punishment, to believe, to have faith. And the big word we use to describe this is that you have been justified. Now, some of the Galatians had faith in this message. So they believed Paul's message, rely on Jesus' death, take away their guilt. And they rely on Jesus' resurrection to help, to, to help them live new lives now with the Spirit. So they are saved by believing. They have been justified by faith. Now these Galatians, a little bit more about them. They are not Jews. So before they became Christians, they didn't know about these Old Testament laws. The laws that God gave the Jews to obey Him. Uh, like how all Jewish males must be circumcised. For the Galatians, they just trusted Paul's message that Jesus died for their sins. And then later, Paul left Galatia and some false teachers came. And the false teachers said, What? You have, oh, you have been saved only by faith alone? Brother, you have been scammed. Now, this is the good news. You must start in faith with Jesus, but that's not enough. You must have Jesus plus circumcision, Jesus plus law-keeping, uh, Jesus plus doing good. Because... If you believe and you keep on sinning, then what happens? You will lose your salvation. So you must have Jesus plus all these good things. Jesus plus all these good works. And the Galatians, they believe these false teachers rather than Paul. So Paul heard about what's going on with the people in Galatians. So Paul wrote them this scam alert. Scam alert. He goes straight to the point in chapters 1, verse 6 to 7. I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. 
evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. So the Galatians need to stop letting these false teachers scam them. They are saved by faith alone. This is no scam. This is good news. Now Paul's scam alert in the book of Galatians has four warnings. So there's the false teacher scam, saved by the law-keeping scam, saved by rojak scam, and okay to sin scam. Okay, so this is what Paul says about these four, these four scams. So it says faith alone is God Jesus' gospel. Faith alone justifies. Faith and law-keeping cannot mix. And faith alone is never alone. Okay, let me uh, rearrange this to show you how the letter works. So it, it works uh, something like this. So you see, so there's a reason and there's a action. So if you faith alone in Jesus' gospel, then there's a reason and there's an action. Okay, let's look at the first point. The first point. Okay, let me see. Okay, there we go. First point. Faith alone is Jesus' gospel. So this is the false teacher scam. So the Galatians, they're being scammed by false teachers. These false teachers preach a different gospel, different message from Paul. So they are under God's curse. Scam alert. Verse 8. If even we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. I don't know where, don't listen to these false teachers who got their gospel from, don't know where. Listen to Paul's gospel. Paul's gospel is a real deal because he didn't get it from some strange person. So this is what Paul says. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preach is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it from rev- by revelation from Jesus. So Jesus gave Paul his gospel. This means that Jesus' gospel is Paul's gospel, is Jesus' gospel. So Paul's gospel isn't man-made like the false teachers. Paul's gospel came from Christ. It's all about Christ. It's not like the false teachers who came up with uh, the gospels from other people. So Paul proves that his his message uh, wasn't from other people, from his history. So uh, in our Bibles, in Galatians chapter 1, verse 11, until chapter 2, verse 10, it shows how Paul didn't spend much time with the people in Jerusalem to get the gospel from them. So other people uh, didn't, uh, didn't get this gospel. They didn't, wasn't influenced by the, by the gospel. Okay. All right. So since Jesus gave Paul the gospel, so Paul must correct those who contradict Jesus' gospel. So in, chap- in chapter 2, verse 11 to 14, Peter came to Antioch to visit the Gentile Christians. And Peter was eating with these Gentile Christians. But when some Jews came, uh, chapter 2, verse 12 says, Peter began to draw back and separated himself from the Gentiles. Now these two phrases tell us that Peter doesn't want any to do anything to do with these Gentile Christians. Now he did that because verse 12 says he was afraid of the circumcision decision group, afraid of the Jewish false teachers. It's as if it's only the circumcised who are Christians and the uncircumcised Gentiles, they are not Christians. I remember uh, a friend shared with me this, uh, this experience. Okay. So my friend, this friend shared, he visited, uh, he, he, went to, he went to this church, went to visit, he joined this church for the first time uh, and he happened to sit with people from the who were in the same small group. Now he, he and before he before this he had also joined another group, 
but this group met at a different time, at a different service, so he couldn't join them, join this service uh, with his own group. Now this new group, where, where he joined on Sunday, they welcomed him and they invited him for lunch for the next few weeks. But when this group found out he wasn't joining their small group, their attitude changed. At, ch at church, they told him, don't sit with us, sit somewhere else. And at full court, they told him, oh, don't sit with us, sit somewhere else. It's as if my friend isn't a Christian. Now, the same with Peter. When Peter separated himself from the Gentile Christians to be with this circumcision group, his actions reveal his own gospel. That deep down inside, Peter believes that Gentile Christians are subpar for believing, for being saved by faith alone. But they must be complete. They must be, be the complete Christian by keeping the Old Testament law. Peter's actions contradicted Jesus' gospel, and you are saved, saved by faith alone. So Paul uh, corrected Peter with Jesus' gospel. So Jesus' gospel says that you are saved by faith alone in Jesus. Chapter 2, verse 16 says, Know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by law, which is justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. Faith alone. And just by believing in Jesus, you are no longer guilty of your rebellion. You are justified. Guilt is gone. It's as if you have never rebelled against God. So, don't be scared by false teachers. Faith alone uh, is Jesus' gospel. Jesus' gospel that Paul preached to Galatians. Jesus' gospel that corrects men. Jesus' gospel that saves by faith alone. The false teachers are not preaching Jesus' gospel of justification by faith. So the Galatian Christians, they must stop listening to these false teachers. They must listen to Paul because Paul is the real deal. Listen to Paul because Paul preaches Jesus' gospel, that they are justified by faith, that they are saved by relying on Jesus' death and resurrection for forgiveness, for new life. And friends, that's the same for us. We too must only trust teachers who teach us Jesus' death and resurrection is enough for us to be forgiven and to live a godly life. And we must measure all those who teach us by Jesus' gospel. Faith alone is Jesus' gospel. Don't get scammed by false teachers. Now, why is faith alone Jesus' gospel? Why is faith alone enough? Now, the reason is in the next two points. Faith alone justifies, and faith and law-keeping cannot mix. Okay, so let's look at the first reason. Faith alone justifies. So this is to, to counter the saved-by-law-keeping scam. Now, in this passage, chapter 3 to chapter 4, verse Verse 20, Paul gives many reasons why we should, why this, why we are saved by faith alone, why this uh, law keeping, save, being saved by law keeping, that's a scam. I'll just focus on one. So that's from chapter 3, uh, verse 10 to 14. Please, if you have Bibles, uh, please turn to chapter 3, verse 10. Chapter 3, verse 10. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, as it is written. Cursed is everyone who does not continue, continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly, no one who relies on the law is justified before God because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on things of faith. On the contrary, it says, 
the person who does, does these things will live by them. On this passage, there are two ways to be saved. The one way is keep the law. The other is to have faith. So everyone who tries to keep the law will be cursed because no one can keep the law perfectly. Everyone deserves God's judgment. Okay, so I have an activity for all of us to do. As a challenge, really, can any one of you here lick your elbows? Can anyone lick your elbows? Anyone trying? Yeah, I see some of you trying. Thank you. The answer is no one can lick their elbows. We're just not made that way. So just as no one uh, can lick their elbows, no one uh, can be justified by the law. No one can no one by sorry, no one can keep the law perfectly. So can the law justify? No, it can't. You can't be saved by law keeping. It's a scam. Now, there are two temptations if you think that God wants us to be good enough to be saved. Now, first, we'll be tempted to be proud like a peacock in how, in how good we are. We'll impress other people with our righteousness. We'll boast with our mouths and our hearts about how good we are compared to other people. And we will despise all lesser mortals. So we could be tempted to be proud or we could be tempted to despair. We despair because we think God's standard is too high. And then we say, oh, forget it. I just can't reach God's standard. I'm not as good as others. I'm just going to live however I want. My friends, both pride and despair have the same root. They both believe in the scam. They both think that God wants us to be good enough, that we can keep the law to be saved. But we can't keep the law to be saved. So this is the wrong way. So the other way is by faith. Verse 11 says, the righteous live by faith. The way to be with the righteous is to have faith. So what happens to all the times that we rebel against God and broke God's law? What will God do with all that guilt if we have faith? Let's look at verse 13 to 14. And what does that say? Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by being a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Jesus, through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. Verse 13 says, Jesus took our curse for disobedience when he hung on the wooden, wooden pole on the cross. When that is done, when Jesus died for us, then we receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. This is, this is the promise that God made. This means by faith, our, our sins are taken away. And God lives with us by His Spirit already. Now this means, not just by believing, we have everything God promised the Christian. We have been justified. We have the Spirit. And the law cannot do that. The law cannot justify. But faith can. Now imagine, there are two people trying to open the door. The first person pushes all his might, but the door will not budge. The second comes with a key and he easily unlocks the door and enters. Now in the same way, those who are saved by keeping those who want, want to be saved by keeping the law, they are pushing against heaven's gate with no result. But faith is the key that opens the gate at once. Faith alone justifies because faith alone is the only way to receive all the promise that Jesus achieved for us laying down on the cross. 
justification, the spirit. Our works cannot, cannot buy us all that. Now, friends, if you haven't believed in Jesus, recognize, and you, you recognize that you aren't good enough, there is hope. Have faith in Jesus. I trust that his death is enough to justify you. And don't speak with the friend who invited you or send me a private message in the chat. We would like to chat with you more. Now, why is a faith alone Jesus' gospel? Because first, faith alone justifies. And the second reason is faith and law-keeping cannot mix. So this is the saved by Rojak scam. But you might say, but Nick, I get that I cannot be justified by keeping the law. But what if I mix faith and works like Rojak? Then like that, I can be more sure I'm a Christian, right? Now, mixing faith and good works is not a recipe to make sure that you'll be more saved. Mixing faith and good works is a recipe for disaster. This is the saved uh, by Rojak scam. So the false teachers thought, you want to be sure that you're saved? Start by keeping Jesus' law plus circumcision plus keep the law. Uh, start, start by G- faith in Jesus plus circumcision plus keep the law plus do good. Or faith in Jesus plus a lot of all these other things. But Paul says in chapter 5 verse 2, Chapter 5, verse 2. Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you, avail, you let yourself be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have, been, you have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. This chapter 5. Now, if, we, if the people start trying to mix Jesus with law-keeping, what happens? What does verse 2 say? Verse 2 says, Christ will be useless. Yeah. Imagine this. Christ is like the sweet fragrance of a rose. If that's the case, then circumcision is like the pungent odor of poop diaper. Imagine I have both this rose and poop diaper in my room. What will you smell? The rose? No. You only smell the smelly poop diaper. In the same way, if you mix Christ and circumcision, you will only get circumcision. So for the for the Galatians think for the Galatians, I think they can be saved this way. It's a scam. They cannot be saved this way. They cannot mix Jesus with law keeping. Now let me illustrate it this way. Okay, so imagine you need 100% to be saved, move from the judgment on the left to uh, to God declaring your righteous on the right. So imagine you have 99% faith in Jesus. And you say, okay, I want just want 1% to keep the law. That sounds good, right? 1% only? Except, I can't keep the law. And that's what we saw in the saved by law keeping scam. I can't do my 1% to be saved. So the only way to be saved is for us to have 100% faith in Jesus. 0% in my goodness. Then we can receive 
the forgiveness, you can see the spirit. So that in chapter 5, verse 5, I can receive the future righteousness for chapel. And on the judgment day, the future judgment day, I'll be declared righteous. Okay, so this means, if I believe now, if I faith alone in the gospel now, I can receive justification now, and I receive God's spirit now. It means God declares me righteous now, and I receive God's spirit now. And in future, God will declare me righteous on judgment day. For the Galatians, they can trust that Paul's gospel is enough for them to be justified. Because faith alone justifies. They must not mix faith with law-keeping. Faith alone in the gospel is enough. Because they can't do that 1%. And for us today, we are tempted to roll up Jesus does good works. We like to believe ourselves to be good enough to do 1% in our abilities to be saved. But are we really good enough? I remember this cult staff worker tried to preach his gospel to me. So we agreed to let him preach to me for 15 minutes, and I respond for 5 minutes. So for 15 minutes, he boasted about how his church is the only one that obeys the Bible in keeping the Sabbath on Saturday and in keep, keeping the Passover rituals. So when it came to my five minutes, I told him that the Bible says encourage one another daily as long as it's called today. So you don't meet every day. So you are not obedient to God. You don't obey the Bible. Now, I showed him how he didn't obey the Bible. But what I did wrong is I didn't offer him a way out. What I should have said is I should have used uh, this diagram. I should have said if you try to mix Jesus with the law, then really, you must keep that law. You, otherwise, you cannot make it to that 1%. You can't make it to 100%. You celebrate Passover, you celebrate the Sabbath. But what about Festival of Booths or the Day of Atonement or Festival of Trumpets? But for all those times you failed to keep the law, Jesus died in your place. So have faith in Jesus alone to be justified. That's for him. But for us, we might try to mix Jesus with ourselves our grades, our church attendance, our Bible knowledge, our service in church. But being saved by Rujak is a scam because faith alone is Jesus' gospel. This means that faith alone justifies and faith and law-keeping cannot mix. But if we are saved by the law, sorry, if we are saved by faith, then does it mean that we have, it's okay for us to sin? No, it's not okay. So we'll look at the okay to sin scan. So faith alone is never alone. Some say that because when you're saved by faith alone, it's never alone because it changes the way that you live. So look with me at Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, Serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. So we are not to use our freedom now to indulge in the flesh. This means Christians are not to go back to their old sinful ways. Instead, Christians who are saved by faith do good. They serve one another humbly in love. Now they do that, they do good, not because they are trying to be justified but because this is what their new nature is like. This is what our new nature is like. 
So in chapter 5, verse 22, let's look down with me in chapter 5, verse 22. This is a famous passage. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. Let me read it for us. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these things, uh, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So when the passage says fruit, it's actually talking about the evidence. Evidence of having the Spirit. So what's the evidence that someone has believed in Jesus and has the Spirit? Show the evidence of the Spirit in love. In how they, in how they are joyful in their peace, their forbearance, their patience with one another the kindness to one another, goodness to one another, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control to one another. Now, what does this mean for the Galatian Christians? This means Christians are not free to sin. Okay to sin? That's a scam. So the Christians, they must not be tricked into doing good because they want to be saved. They can already do good because they have God's Spirit in them, leading them to do good. So they show they show the evidence of the Spirit as they follow the Spirit's uh, leading to humbly serve one another in love. When we, when we meet up in small groups, when we visit one another, in person or in Zoom, when we pray for one another in our small groups, when we send encouraging messages to brothers and sisters, doing good isn't a currency that buys us justification. Doing good is the evidence of God's Spirit leading justified Christians. Faith alone is never alone because those who are saved by faith alone will do good. So don't be scammed. Reject the false teacher scam. Listen only to teachers who teach you Jesus' gospel that you're saved by, that you're justified by faith. Reject the law-keeping scam. Your faith in Jesus is enough to save. Reject the saved by Rojak scam. Mixing faith and good works will be disastrous. And reject the okay to sin scam. You can do good because God's spirit is leading you. Now let me close with Paul's words, which are in verse 3 to 5. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, for our sins, to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thanks, Nick. Um, in a moment, we'll be sent to our breakout rooms uh, to discuss some questions. Uh, it would be great if we could all switch on our videos, unmute ourselves, uh, as well as share our thoughts. So here are the two questions. Um, what are you looking forward to as we study the letter to the Galatians? Uh, and how might we add to the gospel today? So yeah, let's go to our breakout rooms. Thanks for listening to this podcast brought to you by Bethany Trinity Presbyterian Church. For more information, visit us online at busypc.sg.